2: And good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is uh, the doctor, and the doctor is in. You're listening to Doctor Peter Devitt live. And uh, our topic of discussion today is self-diagnosis. Can you diagnose yourself when you are sick? So, with me on the show again is uh, Susan Spence, my everyday show host, and uh, we are going to do <clears throat> the best we can to help you figure out what what are the things that you can do at home. Uh, to figure out what is going on with your health if uh, it is not going <clears throat> the way you think it should be. So, uh, Susan, welcome to the show.
3: Well, thank you. And this is one of my uh, uh, favorite little uh, medical trivias we're about to give out today. I-, I love all these little things because even as a critical care nurse, I, I use them, a nurse practitioner, I-, I use them all the time. You know, you you look at people, you evaluate things, and... You don't necessarily have to send, I mean, it's good to confirm things, but you don't have to send everything off to a lab. There are some cues that can tell you you need to see a doctor, and I like those.
2: Yeah, and and sometimes, you know, you just want to get some direction and figure out, you know, if, if there's some things that you can do at home. So sometimes you can uh, diagnose something, you know, uh, easily and simply just by being aware of what the physical signs are that you're looking at. You know, it's a very important part of medical diagnosis too that sadly is falling by the wayside. A lot of physicians are maybe a little bit too focused on special tests, labs, you know, blood work and so forth <clears throat> to make their diagnoses instead of just looking very closely at patients and and uh, <clears throat> figuring out what their symptoms and signs are. Um, you know, in, in integrative medicine, which is uh, combining natural with conventional medicine, you know, it's a little bit more <clears throat> critical for us uh, to ascertain, uh, you know, what is going on, and also to to educate our patients uh, to self evaluate more efficiently, <clears throat> so that uh, they can be part of the solution, and not just depend on the medical provider to help them figure out what is going on day to day. So, so Susan, <clears throat> you know, there's a there's a number of Areas that we're going to be discussing and touching on, and we're also going to be going through the different systems on the of the body, and and you know we're going to help people figure out what some of those signs are, and we'll also be discussing some common everyday solutions, you know, so that you're not just uh, again depending on a healthcare provider uh, to diagnose and treat you. You So the more you know about uh, taking care of yourself, better uh, the better you're going to be off. Uh, you know, in general. So, and this is ex- especially important in this day and age where we ha- have, um, you know, what do you call it, reduction in care. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of people without insurance uh, that really don't have regular access to to the, the healthcare system, and often find themselves, um, you know, in emergency before they <clears throat> they seek help. And then when they seek help, oftentimes, you know, the help that they get is just one-dimensional. In other words, it, it's focused on treating one symptom <clears throat> regardless of what else is going on. And, um, you know, oftentimes <clears throat> with the result of more uh, disease formation, more problems, you know, that, <clears throat> that come, come along with it. So, and, you know, I guess we can divide this into acute health uh, challenges and then chronic <clears throat> health challenges, um so when we when we talk about and maybe we 'll start with the chronic uh, problems first, you know like f- uh, for instance uh, circulatory problems, cardiovascular problems in general mm-hmm. um, you know we we know what some of the, some of the most obvious symptoms are you know like for instance the symptoms of a heart attack you know <clears throat> we can you know we can discuss those mm-hmm. uh, but then also. You know how do you go about uh, figuring out you know what is happening with your circulation and um, and heart rhythm issues for example, do you want to address that first
3: um, sure um, this is something that uh, in uh, I, I used to be in anesthesia and critical care, you paid really 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 close uh, attention to uh, because just getting a compromised patient uh, out of bed sometimes you know um, Heart rate would rise dramatically, I mean, just from, you know, lying in a bed to standing up. And, uh, that can mean a lot of different things. Um, um, dehydration, uh, autonomic nervous system dysfunction. A patient's been in bed too long and their, um, their, their, uh, vascular tone has, is not good. Um, there are, uh, those are the, you know, less, uh, I would not, it's less critical, less acute, less acute things. Uh, I used to, uh, you can mash on the tip of somebody's fingers, and the the tips of the fingers are supposed to be red and pink, and if you just squeeze one finger against the other or squeeze someone else's finger just for a second, let go, initially you'll see that it blanches white. If it turns pink in two seconds or less, they have good volume and good circulation.
2: And sometimes they'll have good... um you know, what we call capillary refill in the fingers, but when you go to the toes, um, it might be (coughs) reduced there. So, you know, then what comes up is, you know, the possibility of uh, peripheral vascular disease, (coughs) for for example, or, um, again, just insufficient uh, uh, cell (coughs) uh, intravascular volume. In other words, uh, too little uh, blood flow getting down to the legs, which is the furthest (coughs) away from the heart itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, and also, oftentimes, if you have, have capillary disease, you know, mm-hmm. some of the autoimmune diseases that affect blood vessels mm-hmm. <coughs> can also uh, cause a problem there. And um, you also see this in, in people that with certain habits. For instance, heavy smokers um, can develop a capillary disease. Diabetes, uh, that might yeah. <coughs> Diabetes, another very good example you know, with uh, where per- peripheral vascular disease is very, very common and uh, can lead to a breakdown of the skin, you know, sore formation, you know, where they get chronic infections that won't heal. Another sign that you often see in diabetics or poor circulation is if they have significant fungal infections. You know, athletes' right. foot is very common in diabetics. You can see that by the, the white scaly skin, Mm-hmm. Um, in between the toes is often the first place that you'll see it, <clears throat> and then also the the bottoms of the feet. Um, you know, so if, if you see that, then number one, you know that they probably have circulation problems, but you also know that they, they probably have sugar problems uh, because that's <clears throat> very, very common. You know, not that, not that uh, diabetes alone is the cause for uh, foot fungus, but uh, certainly makes it harder to treat and <clears throat> much more likely to occur. Also, the nails too can become infected with a fungus. Yeah, and so so the nails get thick; they get um, you know very hard to to manage. Uh, the The medical name for that is onychomycosis. Onychomycosis, uh, which is basically a fancy word for thick nails, and uh, and you can also often see around the nails, you know, infection. You know, of course, we see that with ingrown toenails, especially in the big toe, which uh, doesn't necessarily mean you have problems with your immune system, but more likely to occur, you know, if there is problems uh, with circulation and, uh, you know, with poor foot care, for example, in a diabetic or a pre-diabetic, you're more likely to see that as well. Now, Susan, um, when...
3: Oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's another one, too, uh, if we're on uh, cardiovascular, before we actually get to the, the signs of a heart attack. Uh, sometimes uh, with irregular heartbeats, you can have dizziness. Some people say that they feel it in their chest. They feel it in their head. Um, some people only feel a dizziness or near. They feel like they're going to faint. Uh, you can uh, touch your pulse either in your neck or your wrist, and you can actually tell if it's if it feels irregular. Then you are having an irregular heartbeat.
2: Right, and and. So- you know when we talk about feeling a pulse, you know a lot of people um, have have had their pulse taken. most people probably have <clears throat> but um, most people don 't know exactly where to feel and how to feel uh, but for instance, <clears throat> on the wrist on the thumb side you <clears throat> know, on, on the front, um, you know if you put your fingers right along <clears throat> that thumb side um, you know behind the hand itself on the on the wrist, you can feel the pulse if you uh put uh, two or three fingers you know lightly on that area or you can feel the carotid arteries uh <clears throat> which is on both sides of the neck uh if you go right at the corner of the jaw just underneath <clears throat> and push backwards so so most people can feel a pulse if they <clears throat> know you know if they if they uh practice at it and <clears throat> then they can you know f- figure out if there's a a rhythm problem and Susan, what what is, what is a normal heart rate and, and a normal rhythm look like?
3: Um, they say 70 to 100. Uh, I would rather my heart beat at 70, even athletes. I've seen athletes go down as low as, you know, 40s and 60s heart rate if we're in really, really good shape. Um, they say up to 100 is normal. I don't. I don't like 100. Mine stays around 100 when I'm in an upright position, but uh, that's what medical books say. What do you What do you think about that heart rate of 100, 70 to 100? And in young children, that's
4: okay.
2: Yeah, and and we we're going to go to a break here in a moment. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about self diagnosis. Can you diagnose yourself when you are sick and figure out what's going on? And um, again, you know the resources available. You know, if you go, if you go to WebMD, there's a number of other websites that you can uh, go to that will give you some of this information. Even Wikipedia is a good place, you know, to go to, to, to learn about this. Uh, we will be right back. If you, again, want to get hold of us, you're at QHI Wellness. Number is 877-484-9735. Our website is QHIwellness.com. QHI stands for Quantum Healing Institute. We'll be right back after this break.
4: I gotta...
2: This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out
1: how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Information is power. The power to change your life. We'll be here for Education to Excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Bikeman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show. Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Bickman Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com.
0: Hi, my name's John Martin, and I'm the CEO of this radio station. Recently, I began a life-changing weight loss program under the supervision and care of Dr. Peter DeVette at QHI Wellness in Tyler, Texas. The program that Dr. DeVette put me on is called Beta HCG. Now, 97 days ago, I began the program, and as of today, I've lost a total of 63 pounds. <laughs> you heard me right, 63 pounds in just over 90 days. If you're out there suffering like I was from being overweight and just finally are ready to do something about it, then the days of those long-term yo-yo programs are over. You can finally take care of the problem for good. I personally recommend giving Dr. DeBet's clinic a call at 877 877- That's QHI Wellness at 877-484-9735. Or go online at qhiwellness.com and change your life today. And oh, by the way, tell them John Martin sent you. Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette
1: Live on Tokenet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeBet Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette.
2: And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Again, with Susan Spence here on the show. We're talking about self-diagnosis. Can you diagnose yourself when you're sick? now we're talking about <clears throat> different systems in the body different you know areas in the body and uh, what what it is that we're looking at you know as uh healthcare providers when we diagnose and also what it, what you can be looking for to figure out what is going on with your health uh Susan you you talked about dizziness i, I just want to uh make people aware of a couple things there <clears throat> and there's there's three forms of dizziness so when uh you know dizziness means that um, you know, there's there's something wrong with your balance uh, system. So either that, or there's something wrong with your circulation. Uh, usually, something or it could be something wrong with brain function. Uh, <clears throat> but there's a, a a difference between, for instance, lightheadedness mm. and, and a spinning sensation. So if if what you're having is lightheadedness when you sh- stand up, for example, uh, from a and lying down position to a sitting position or uh, standing upright, uh, that usually indicates some kind of a circulatory problem, not enough brain uh, blood getting to the brain uh, for whatever reason. And uh, <clears throat> so when that happens, if it's a sudden onset, um, you know, like a blackout spell where, where you just uh, suddenly feel like you're going to go down or you actually go down and you faint, um, you know, we think more arrhythmia. is something wrong with the heart rhythm, for example,
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But on the other hand, if it's, you know, if if you have a pre-warning that you're going to uh, collapse or that you get very very lightheaded, it can be autonomic nervous system dysfunction. So, you know, what we call the vagus nerve, uh, which is a major nerve, autonomic nerve that goes down into the abdomen and pa- passes through the chest. Um, if that nerve gets triggered, it can cause the the heart rate to slow down dramatically. And this is what we see when people, for instance, collapse. You know, at a parade on a hot day, you know, or you know, they're under severe stress and they pass out, or they have a what we call a neurosyncopal episode. Um, so that's you know the mechanism that is is causing them uh, to fall out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, if um, you know, if you have. Dehydration. If you don't have enough fluid in the system, uh, that can also contribute to dizziness and, and medication side effects. You know, so if you have to take certain medications, like for hi- hypertension or high blood pressure, uh, that can cause a reduction in the blood pressure to the point that when you stand up, you know, you can't hold your pressure within your blood vessels and you can fall out. So. Susan, when when it comes to dehydration or a loss of fluid volume, what are the signs that we're looking for there?
3: Um, A really fast heart rate uh, called tachycardia. Uh, The color of the urine uh, gets dark yellow, um, and your tongue can even get dry. And there's something, and this is not as accurate in older people, but in young people, if you pinch the back of their hand and... Uh, the skin stays tinted up for a couple of seconds. It's supposed to snap back immediately, but if it, if the skin stays up, uh, then that's also a sign of uh, dehydration. Usually, the eyes are dry, also, uh, and they and they burn.
2: And it's it's important to know that with mild dehydration, you may not have any of those symptoms except the urine it will tend to get concentrated, so um, and dark. So if you regularly have dark urine, you know, instead of light, almost watery, uh, then that mean, probably means you're not getting enough fluid in, you're not mm-hmm. drinking enough water. Um, you know, if really you, sure
3: you don't need don't need to take your B vitamins and, and and check it, you know, to see if you're drinking enough. B vitamins will color it super yellow.
2: Right, and and when 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 you take your B vitamins, you'll know that because <laughs> the the yellow is a. Um, or almost a neon yellow that you see, you know, uh, very, very clearly, different from uh, just a dark urine um, in in most people. Also, what what you often see as a subtle sign of dehydration is fatigue. You know, so if you're just right. tired and can't get your energy up, um, you know, loss of stamina, um, you know, that that means you probably are fluid deficient.
4: Really and, bad
3: headaches too if you're dehydrated enough.
2: Yeah, and 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 then if it's more severe, then you'll start seeing the the dry mucous membranes, uh, sometimes the dry eyes, and in the more extreme cases, you know, then you see those tint, the tinting of the skin uh, sign. For example, that Susan was talking about, especially in younger people, uh, it may be a little hard to discern somebody that has old skin. Uh look at their t-
3: tongue, their tongue will be, an older person's tongue will be dry when they're severely dehydrated.
2: Yeah, and you can often tell if the blood pressure drops, you know, with uh, uh, standing up versus laying down, mm-hmm. uh, for example, <clears throat> that there may be significant dehydration. Um, either that or they're on a medication that is inducing that, so you always want to...
3: Or adrenal function. That can be a sign of low adrenal function, too.
2: Yeah, exactly, and, and you know, that's one of the next systems we're going to uh, discuss. I just wanted to make a point about pulse rate. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, 70 to 100 being normal. You know, it depends on age, too. Uh, so, for instance, in adults, the ideal range is between about 60 um, and about uh, 80, 85, 86. If it's more than that, then it means there's something going on, you know, either autonomic nervous system overactivity, what we call sympathetic overdrive um you know or it could be you know some of the the uh, the issues with dehydration for example and uh, and so forth so, so on the other hand if you're uh, a a child uh then the pulse rate is going to tend to be a little bit on the higher side of that you know so maybe um early teenage years you know anywhere from uh 70s uh, to about 90 would be normal, and then, of course, younger kids um, up to 100, and babies even higher than that, um, you know, up to 110 or so uh, from about um, <clears throat> the high 80s. So uh, just to to give you a range there. now because of, of course, most people know what <clears throat> normal blood pressure is, um, but even there, you know, in the diagnos- diagnosing hypertension, a lot of uh, people are a little bit... Uh, in the darkest to exactly what represents hypertension, and we see more and more that uh, hypertension is being overtreated um, by uh, the medical community, although there are still people that are not being treated adequately but um, uh, susan what <clears throat> what what do you uh, see as a, as a normal blood pressure what's uh, what 's your criteria for uh, I like
3: you- one twenty over eighty or less uh- when somebody is up active, uh, their arm is hanging down it 's not at heart level. I mean those aren't optimal times to test your blood pressure if you're sitting, your arm is supposed to be rested at the level of your heart when you hang it down um it can be as much as ten or fifteen points higher just from hanging it down by your side versus resting it up on a pillow by your heart um, uh, I think that people are you know rush in and they've been in traffic and you know they're not in an optimal setting most of the time in a physician's office, and their arm is most of the time it's hanging down, uh, which is not right and they're talking and you know trying to tell the doctor what's wrong or the nurse while the blood pressure is being taken and uh, that can really run it up for a lot of people
2: and it's interesting because you know a lot of people when they go into a doctor's office going to have a high, higher blood pressure just because <laughs> you know of what what's so called white coat syndrome mm. Mm-hmm. So you know it's stressful um, for some people just to be in the doctor's office. But then when you, you have your blood pressure taken, some people have a little bit of a um, an anxiety associated with having um, themselves monitored. Um, so it's it's almost like an observer bias that you get. But it's still significant because it tells us that there's a little bit of labile blood pressure going on. Labile means you know it's it's um, it's not totally stable. So if a little bit of stress will easily bump up your blood pressure, that's, that is significant. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be treated with <clears throat> with drugs. Uh, but uh, if you are a candidate for possible hypertensive uh, management, uh, it is a good idea to have a home blood pressure monitor uh, so that you can do your own blood pressures at home and see what it is when you're in a relaxed environment. <clears throat> you know, first thing in the morning, for example, um, and then to see how it varies through the, through the day, you know, you don't want to get obsessed about it because, uh, you know, some people will take their blood pressures more, more than once, and they'll find that it actually goes up instead of down because they get more nervous, you know, as as they do their blood pressure. Now, I, I don't treat uh, blood pressure until it gets over 140 over 90s. Maybe um, yeah, in most patients, we try to treat that conservatively unless they are diabetic. And then we have to be a little bit stricter, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, with our blood pressure criteria because there's, you know, signs of earlier damage that we see in those those kinds of patients. Also, uh, um, too, I
3: see that if people, if even older, usually as people age, uh, well, not in your office, the blood pressures are a lot better where you live, but uh, normally, if people don't get enough antioxidants and they lose the elasticity of their vessels, uh, you'll see as people start to age and get into their sixties and seventies. You know even if they're healthy, you know they seem to be healthy. They'll usually have a blood pressure of around hundred and sixty but uh your patients with you know they take a lot of antioxidants, they take care of themselves uh I took a, a blood pressure of a woman in her seventies and it was like a teenager it was like one eighteen over seventy eight you know or sixty eight it was it was unreal uh and I asked her, "Are you taking anything for your blood pressure?" and she said, "Nope, no." <laughs>
2: Well, and, and, you know, 80% of people develop hypertension by the age of 80, you know, and that's one of the big reasons is they're severely antioxidant deficient. Right. Um, so the body is going through massive oxidation stress by, you know, as we age if we don't protect ourselves. So, you know, so that, uh, that's an important a treatment um, strategy there is keep those uh, those antioxidants up. One of my favorites is immune complex, which combines grapeseed, extract, root, and in, in a good – um, vitamin C source from the amla berry, which is the Asian gooseberry. Um, also, Life Force Naturals, a great combination of um, of antioxidants. You know, good for <clears throat> maintaining health. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about hormones, thyroid, adrenals, uh, and other hormones, sex hormones. So that you know a little bit more about how to read your body, figure out what's going on. So. Again, our number at QHI Wellness, 877-484-9735. ShopQHI.com. ShopQHI.com is the website where you can find those supplements we just mentioned. This we'll be right back.
1: is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others.
0: Dr. Peter will be right back after these on TogiNet.com. Boost your life force and enhance your health today with Life Force Naturals.
1: On Toginet.gov. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeBet Live on Toginet.gov. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeBette.
2: And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter Devet Live. Again, we're uh, talking about self diagnosis. Can you diagnose yourself when you're sick? And, uh, Again, uh, Susan, we're trying to give people some uh, tools to use, you know, to figure out what's going on with themselves or loved ones, if they want to know if there's a danger uh, lurking. You know, when to to see a physician, you know, is also important to know. Uh, and you know, when we talk about circulation, certainly, you know, there's certain times when you want to get yourself to a, a medical facility or a physician's office uh, asap. One one time. <clears throat> that you definitely want to uh, do what you can to get uh, medical care immediately is if you think you might be having a heart attack and just going to very, very quickly go through, you know, some of those uh, cardinal symptoms uh, that uh, people might exhibit. Uh, the most important is chest pain, a uh, very specific type, and when you feel pressure in the chest or tightness in the chest and if it's uh, towards the left side, and <clears throat> left upper chest, then you know um, that it is very possibly your heart. Uh, if that pain radiates down the inside of the left arm or up into the neck itself, sometimes even without the chest pain, um, you know, you want to uh, be a, uh, alerted to that. Sometimes you'll even just have numbness going down the inside of the hand. Um, they might also, especially in people with diabetes, people with unusual uh, diseases, sometimes the, their nervous system is impacted. They may not feel... Normal pain in the chest itself. Uh, you may get short of breath, uh, break out in a cold sweat. Um, you know, uh, have a sensation of impending doom, as we call it, which means you know something feels radically wrong. You know, that's those are times that you want to get into uh, the healthcare system as quickly as possible. Usually by <clears throat> get, get, getting EMS out because uh, you don't want to be driving a car, you know, when, or driving in a car. When that kind of thing is taking place. So, um, also
3: uh, too, uh, if a sudden—I know we're we're switching over to neuro—but a sudden onset of the worst headache you've ever had in your whole life is another time when you need to call EMS. Um, could be a, a stroke.
2: Yeah, or a severe, you know, or uh, aneurysm that is mm-hmm. burst and you know bleeding on the brain. Extreme headache with other neurological symptoms often. Uh, to boot you know <clears throat> that uh, that 's also another war- warning sign, or of course you know when you um, suddenly lose c- control of one uh, a part of your body like a hand or a leg um, mm-hmm. or a part of your face or you you know your mm-hmm. speech um, or suddenly having problems remembering uh, stuff those may all be signs of a stroke uh, that is developing and again uh, a time critical um, Thing where you want to get into the healthcare system as quickly as possible because that way you can minimize damage. You know, even if it is is a stroke. Um, after, after
3: brain or vascular surgery to the head, we had this quick little test we did in anesthesia where, when the patient woke up, you looked at the symmetry of their eyes. You asked them to smile, to stick out their tongue, and to squeeze both your hands to see if they could squeeze both sides equally. And that's a, a super super quick test for. You know doing uh the symmetrical you know one side of the body could be affected, and they wiggle their toes, wiggle both toes, squeeze my hands, wiggle both toes, smile to out your tongue
2: oh. <laughs> yeah and and if you can wiggle your tongue back and forth as fast as you can, uh, also blow up your cheeks and see if you can hold air you know so if you can 't <laughs> hold air, <laughs> that means that your facial <clears throat> muscles are weak for some reason, that 's another can be another indication of. Of stroke and also tight, uh, closing eyes as tight as possible and when <clears throat> when you can't close one eye properly, <clears throat> you know that uh, that can also be an indication and also flying somebody's eyes, having them look, look in four different directions uh to all f- four corners <clears throat> up down and sideways you know if there's one of those movements they can't do or more <clears throat> you know or if they're having double vision or if they have a pupil on the one side that's that's mm-hmm. More dilated than the other; and those might might all be uh, additional signs of of, of stroke. Mm-hmm. So S- Susan, let's let's get uh, oh, a rhythm is just very quickly. <clears throat> when we talk about abnormal rhythms, you know, if you have any of the symptoms that we mentioned, like lightheadedness, uh, as opposed to vertigo, where where you have a spinning sensation or or you know feeling unsteady on your feet, which is another form of dizziness that sometimes uh, describe. Um, <laughs> by, by the way, vertigo is usually inner ear related or the nerve that goes from the inner ear to the brain or it can be in the part of the brain that controls that area. And unsteadiness on your feet uh, sometimes can be because of um, many different things, peripheral neuropathies um, <clears throat> or some kind of a problem with your nervous system. Uh, sometimes it can be brain related too. So when somebody can't work a straight line um, <clears throat> even though they haven't been drinking, uh, then you know that there 's uh, some some problem neurologically usually <clears throat> going on, but when we talk about arrhythmias, when you feel your pulse, you know that pulse should be regular there sh- there is a a normal variance where the b- but you know the heart rate goes up and down a little bit you know as a result of breathing in and out but it, if it 's completely irregular where you have kind of beats all over the place um, <clears throat> and it has no rhyme or reason that 's usually because the upper chambers are what we call infibrillation or um, you know or, or the upper chambers have disconnected in some way from the lower chambers and beating faster um, in some way than the lower chambers and if you know especially the fibrillation when it 's kind of just um, vibrating you know not actually squeezing blood out uh, that 's called atrial fibrillation and that 's uh, very critical to get uh, seen by a, a doctor immediately. Um, or a medical provider because uh, that usually means uh, increased risk of clot formation, the blood needs to get thinned, and you need to get back in rhythm as quickly as possible. You know, And, of course, there's many different reasons why that can happen. We well, won't go into all of uh, those right now. And sometimes the, it's just the heart rate that's up very suddenly, uh, goes very fast <clears throat> for a while, and then it goes back down. And what we want to find out, Related to that, is it the upper chambers <coughs> or the lower chambers that are actually pacing you <coughs> and causing that rhythm to to, to go uh, abnormal and we can usually figure that out with the EKG uh, in a medical facility susan let 's talk about hormones quickly <coughs> the different hormonal systems what what are we looking at for instance with uh, with adrenal problems you know, um, as, as far as physical signs that might indicate that your adrenals are down. <coughs>
3: Uh, there are like two divisions of that. You can just have uh, adrenal uh, fatigue. Uh, you'll feel tired. If they're still functioning and still putting out a lot of um, cortisone, you will usually have some uh, weight gain with that uh, in the early part. Um, mostly what you'll feel is just uh, profound fatigue uh, if it's uh, – if the um, if the secretions aren't happening uh, when they should with the highest in the morning and you're, you're ending up being high late at night and in the middle of the night, you can notice problems with your sleeping too because that's uh, stimulating. Uh, in the later stages of adrenal fatigue, uh, you can actually start to lose weight, to be dehydrated, to have difficulty maintaining uh, a steady heart rate um, and blood pressure. And there's um, three a uh, simple test uh, at home test that you can do uh... for that one um... one is you sit in a darkened room in front of a mirror and have a flashlight and bring the hold the flashlight at the side of your head not in front of your eye and then start to move in and shine it across the eye not into the eye and then you watch what happens in your iris and your pupil should contract immediately when the light hits the eye and your people should be able to hold that contraction for at least two minutes. Somebody with severe adrenal fatigue, it would just bounce open and close, open and close, open and close. It won't be able to hold itself uh, contracted. Uh, and then I mentioned the, the uh, blood pressure uh, test. Normally blood pressure will uh, rise 10 to 20 points when you stand up, If your blood pressure drops and your heart rate rises, you likely have adrenal uh, fatigue. The more severe the drop, the more severe the fatigue. And then there's another one, and I haven't heard about this one as much, and it's only present in about 40% of the people, but they say it's a slam-dunk confirmation. You take the, the dull part of the ballpoint pen, the other end, where you click it closed, and you lightly stroke the skin on your abdomen, making a mark about six inches long, and within a few seconds, a white uh, line should appear, but it will redden in a normal person within just a few seconds. If you have adrenal fatigue, the line will stay white for as long as two minutes, and it can also widen. You see that in about 40% of the people with adrenal fatigue.
2: And usually if it gets to that point, you're, you're now talking about severe adrenal fatigue or even adrenal failure, mm-hmm. and there's one, one, one other sign that we we commonly see with adrenal failure, and that is uh, dark pigmentation on the skin of the hands. So the the palm of the hands, the palm side, in the creases. When you start seeing increased pigmentation in those creases, uh, that's usually a, a indication of Addison's disease, which is the fancy term for adrenal f- uh, failure. And, um, and
3: the skin all over can be kind of a yellow-brown too. There will be a different tinge even to the body skin where the creases aren't.
2: And if you get too much uh, adrenal production like adrenal um, uh, stress where you actually get an overproduction or adrenal tumor, uh, we call that Cushing's syndrome or Cushing's disease. And... <clears throat> Cushing syndrome can also be the result of giving somebody too much steroids over you know a prolonged period of time and what oftentimes what you 'll see is fat f- uh, face uh, you know stretch marks on the skin even if they 've ne- never had a baby <clears throat> and uh, those stretch m- marks can be pretty severe uh what we call you know there 's a hump oftentimes on the back of the neck uh, called a dowager 's hump and um you know, and it's a very very peculiar distribution of fat. So the, the the arms and the legs are usually thin, and the fat is more central. Uh, and you get the moon face. <clears throat> you know, those are all indications of too much uh, steroid production or um, somebody getting too much uh, steroid. We're going to go to another break here in a moment. Again, valuable resources available on the internet. You can also get a book. Uh, my book, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health. Uh, it talks a little bit about self-diagnosis there too, uh, to figure out when you should detox. You know when when your system is lo- lo- running low, especially some of the the detox organs. What uh, the signs and symptoms are of those organs going down. You know, so um, that book is available at our website qhiwellness.com or specifically shopqhi.com. That stands for Quantum Healing Institute. Shopqhi.com. And uh, we'll be right back after this break. doctor,
4: doctor give me the news. I got
1: This is Dr. Peter DeBette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on
0: Toginet.com. Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? joint swelling, stiffness, inflammation, and pain today with the Vet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula. Get your supply of Comprehensive Joint Formula today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online to shophealthybody.com. Are you frustrated with the health of your digestive tract? Tired of heartburn and reflux symptoms, sluggish or missing gallbladder, gas, bloating, or irritable bowel syndromes? If you feel your ability to digest food is not quite up to snuff, then try out Devet Wellness Digestive Optimizer Formula. Digestive Optimizer Formula is packed full of digestive enzymes, ox bile, and acid precursors to help you digest carbs, fat, and protein.
1: On Toginet.com. he'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeBet Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette.
2: And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Uh, me and uh, Susan uh, talking about self-diagnosis. Can you diagnose yourself when you're sick? Uh, just a, a quick side note. If For those of you that um, are listening to our descriptions of some of the systems that you can evaluate yourself and have some ideas or want some ideas on how to manage uh, some of that that you might find. You know, for instance, if your blood pressure is tending to be a little bit high but it's not excessive or, ex- or severe, you can certainly do some things for yourself, including managing your diet. If you, Again, if you get a copy of Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health, you'll see uh, some in-depth recommendations on what to do nutritionally, um, also what to do supplement-wise. The supplement protocol for some of those uh, cardiovascular problems, for example, hypertension, uh, heart disease, and high cholesterol and so forth, is on our website at uh, shopqhi.com. Shopqhi.com. Go to Package Specials. And you'll see a number of package specials on various uh, disease, um, common uh, disease processes, and what uh, my standard recommendations are, at least um, to get people back on track. So, <clears throat> for any additional information, you can call us at uh, QHI Wellness, 877 484 9735. You can also look for, uh, for information on our website at QHI Wellness. Uh, Dot com Q H I So Susan, um, you know, just to get back to hormonal systems, thyroid. Let's let's talk about thy- thyroid next. That's um, a big one. <laughs> yeah. So what what do you think? What how do you diagnose a uh, low thyroid first, and then we'll, we'll also discuss uh, ex- uh, you know ex- excessive thyroid production.
3: Um, I can tell you that I think probably. Oh, over the age of 40, I would say 70%, at least 70% of the people, especially women, have uh, thyroid issues, usually hypo, not always, but hypothyroid issues. And uh, it's rampant because we have um, iodine is supposed to be in the middle of a thyroid molecule, but we have uh, fluoride, chloride, bromides, uh, and these are everywhere in our environment, and they compete to sit in the middle of that molecule, so when you do go to have a traditional T3, T4 done, uh, you you might measure normally, but iodine might not be in the middle running the show. Something closely related but doesn't work, like bromine, which is used as a preservative in all bread products, is sitting there, and it doesn't work right. And uh, I see so many people who are having a problem, and they can't get. You can just look at them and tell, and they know it, but they can't get it diagnosed.
2: And so how, how do you uh, test for iodine? Um, how do you find out if somebody has enough iodine in their system?
3: You can take a, a Lugol solution. Um, can you order that online? I know we have it at the office. I don't know if you can order it. Uh, and put a drop yep. of it on your skin and, and time how long it takes for that um, orangish stain to go away.
2: And usually you want to put it on... An area where you have healthy skin, you know, healthy, oh. soft, uh, soft and uh, resilient skin. That's usually the best place. is right on the forearm, right in front of the elbow, but the soft part without hair. Um, so put one or two drops of a 3.5% Lugol's iodine on there, and then watch it um, as it absorbs. <clears throat> and usually, want to check about two hours out, and if it's all gone, completely gone, it means that you have extreme Iodine deficiency, and if it's gone within six hours, um, but still there two hours, then you have severe uh, deficiency. And if it's gone by 12 hours, uh, but still there at six, then it means you have mild to moderate deficiency. And so you, know, you want to make sure that you have at least don't have an extreme or severe deficiency. And if you do, then you want to replenish iodine. this two forms that I use, actually three, but the most common is Lugol's iodine on the skin. Uh, you can even put a little bit of water, uh, but usually I'll have people do that one through the skin, usually on the abdomen, six drops maybe for an adult, uh, <clears throat> once a day, uh, for kids, um, uh, progressively lower amounts, um, and even babies, you know, maybe a drop a day on their skin, uh, just to get <clears throat> those iodine levels replenished, um, and <clears throat> you-, you can also... Uh, take it by mouth in a form called iodorol, which is iodine and iodide combined, and uh, <clears throat> up to 50 milligrams twice a day. You know, in, a, in adults, you have to look to see if your stomach can tolerate that. Um, and if not, you can go to the 12.5 milligrams, or you can start on the lower dose <clears throat> and move up progressively. But I'll usually pa- have patients alternate weekly, you know, one week with the Luglaz on the skin, the next week with the iodorol by mouth keep that up iodine is critical also for prostate, for adrenal gland function, <clears throat> for, you know, the function of your hair follicles uh, and sweat glands and uh, even the function of your thymus gland which is the control <clears throat> station for uh, the immune system and other hormonal system that is critical for, for health. <clears throat> also, um, Susan, what about basal temperatures? What, uh, how, can, uh, how, how else can somebody find out if they have a low thyroid?
3: Um, Before you get out of bed in the morning, before you talk, open your mouth, or say anything, uh, take your temperature. An oral temperature should not be lower than Um, 97.6. You have to be careful about taking oral temps because if you have gingivitis or something going on with... A tooth, you could have just a slightly elevated mouth temperature and not know it. And uh, I guess, what would it be under the under the arm? Uh, it would be a degree less.
2: Well, uh, you know, under the arm, usually the criteria is which is what's called a basal temperature. Uh, <clears throat> you uh, you usually want it no where no no less than uh, ninety seven point three or so. So if if it's lower than that, um, then you probably Hypothyroid, um, and if it's down into the 96 range, 96.9 or below, and then you're almost uh, certainly hypothyroid. And uh, you want to have your thyroid uh, levels checked, but even then, oftentimes you'll be underdiagnosed because the blood, uh, as Susan said, oftentimes the blood test will be normal, but you're still showing, exhibiting all the signs of low thyroid. You want to look at those signs, um, including dry skin. Constipation, difficulty with your metabolism,
3: and thin you know, hair really bothers women. The weight gain and the thin hair,
2: <laughs> right, and and thin oh, eyebrows yeah. too, and, and oftentimes uh, the eyebrows first sign of, of uh, loss of thyroid, which with the outer part of the th- eyebrows thinning first, mm-hmm. and uh, the dry skin thing, very also very early sign that things are g- going down. Depression can also be part of it, um, and so. And, and and constipation if i mentioned that already so that those things are important now hyperthyroidism um, is uh, is also critical to understand you know what uh, because we're seeing uh, more of that as well that's usually an autoimmune disease called graves disease that causes that and uh, what do patients exhibit with with graves
3: they usually uh, can have uh, bulging eyeballs if it's severe Uh, they usually get hot easily, um, rapid heart beat, uh, insomnia, irritability, uh, can have weight loss.
2: Right, and and even panic attacks. So so Mm -hmm. some people that suddenly start developing panic attacks for no reason at all, you want to check their thyroids. And when you talk about bulging eyes, there's a very specific sign in Graves' disease, and that is if you look at somebody and they look at you straight uh, w- looking straight ahead if you can see the whites on the bottom and the t- the top around the p- the pupils around the irises then that's a sign you know of uh, what we call exophthalmos which is uh, you know <clears throat> bulging of the eyes and actually because of the soft um soft tissue around the eyeball that gets uh, waterlogged that it pushes the eye out you know so And when you feel like somebody is staring at you, even when they're not, um, that could be a a sign of um, hypothyroidism. Uh, Susan, very quickly on minerals. How do you diagnose mineral deficiencies? Are there some very, very easy, quick ways that we can discuss?
3: Uh, Yeah, and if people are unsure about that, you can look online and find uh, uh, a lot of sites that talk about it. There's one called like a, a zinc taste test and uh, I think it's zinc chloride you mix in water, and it tells you how to do it. I want to say a, a gram in eight ounces, but that might not be right. I, I can't remember the recipes, but if you um, are uh, very uh, deficient, if it tastes like plain water or it tastes pleasant to you and you are have a very adequate amount, if you have an immediate, strong, unpleasant taste, that is experienced, and anything in between there, uh, like um, you know, just mildly uh, taste uh, funny after ten or twenty seconds. Uh, you know, there's it's graded uh, so that you know the immediate strong unpleasant taste uh, means that you have enough. Anything in between means that you have a grade a graded deficiency, a lesser deficiency.
2: And usually, uh, you know, we actually have a zinc liquid here in the clinic that we use (coughs) that uh, you can use directly. You know, take a teaspoon of it, swish and swirl it around your mouth. And if you have, you know, exactly what Susan was explaining, you know, a very strong taste that doesn't want to go away uh, over 20 seconds or so, then you know that you have plenty of zinc in your system. But uh, if the taste dissipates or it tastes good (coughs) or neutral, then you have a deficiency. You can do the same with selenium. Liquid. We, you know, selenium is critical for immune system function, and as a natural antiviral against uh, uh, most viruses, um, and also very critical in cancer patients. Um, You know, when you do the taste test with that, if if you have too much uh, selenium in the system, it'll uh, taste brackish. You know, like you know, bad water. Mm. Um, Whereas the zinc tastes, uh, you know, like you're sucking on, uh, you know. Roof plates, uh, roof, r- roofing material, you know, for that taste, and apparently you can do that with with other minerals too.
3: Uh, there's a kit that has uh, potassium, zinc, magnesium, copper, chromium, manganese, molybdenum, and selenium. All they they, they test for eight of them.
2: So so that's a, that's a great little test to to consider doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's not that
3: expensive either, you know, and you can keep it and you you can test whenever you get yourself uh, up to par where you're supposed to be with your taste test. So, and, we have enough and, to, to repeat the test
2: as you. And, and, and we're just about right at the end of the show. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, everybody, for listening. Again, resources on our website at shopqhi.com is my book, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health. Uh, you can also call us at 877 484 9735 at qhiwellness.com. We do educational consults too for those of you that want to learn more uh, specifically about your health issues. We will be back with you on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. weekend.
1: Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter Devent Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern.